I'm gonna pop on record now. Um, yeah, and I mean we can just really get straight into it. Um, yeah, man, how have you been? That's where it kind of starts, with, doesn't it? Been a been a bit of a mad time at the moment. It's really tricky when anybody asks you how have you been. You're like, yeah, I'm the same as when you last asked me because there's nothing to tell anyone. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I haven't been. Yeah, anywhere. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like yeah. I have conversations with people and I'm like, uh, you know, so like my dad, for example, I call him like every, you know, weekend or so. And he's like, you know, what you've been doing? And I've been like, the same as when you last asked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It is a weird kind of thing. Like you have to try to find a little of nuggets, of, nuggets of opportunity to like still try to be doing something. Honestly, I think yeah. like if, if you're one of those unlucky people that they really have things to be doing or don't really know what to be doing it feel it can be a very like um what's the word trapping it's like overwhelming kind of if you know what yeah. I mean. yeah 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 100 100 it gets the best of us as well <laughs> um yeah i mean so first off i'd like to kind of introduce you to the channel and everybody that's, else that's watching for those you guys that are watching now um and don't know who this is this is ashley um kind of a bit of a <laughs> interesting way that we end up meeting but um, if if it if it goes that way, then I'm sure we'll end up going down that um, as we're talking through today. Sure. But yeah, man. I kind of want to get everyone else, and also I kind of want to get an idea of your story, kind of like where kind of in, an introduction to you, if you know All what right. I mean. So shall I shall I go for it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So I kind of wear a few hats. Um, so I, um, I'm a psychiatric nurse by training and um, I work part-time in mental health services. Um, and I guess the story is probably better to tell. So that's kind of the first thing I did like when I got out of school and you know, didn't, what am I gonna do with my life? I trained as a nurse and mm-hmm. you know what? It's not been the worst of professions. What age was this? Because, age was this? Uh, so I was like 19, uh, 18, 19 when I started okay. training as a nurse. Yeah, yeah, just the other day. Yeah, yeah, just a couple <laughs> years younger than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I started doing the nurse training and it's kind of been like a steady career. Like I've always had a job. So that's something to be grateful for, mm-hmm. especially in these times. I yeah. mean, there's so many like professions where you just are like shit out of luck. That's it. Um, absolutely disappearing as well. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. And then at the same time, I was like interested in dancing. Like when I was at, school I never did like PE or anything I used to sky PE I used to just go smoke cigarettes and stuff Um, (laughs) when we used to like we used to get made to play rugby and um basically I would stand rugby you know you You made to play like like yeah 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 you know you go to PE and in the in the summer it's like you know around the track or whatever uh in the winter it was like play rugby in the freezing cold and so I'd be stood there in my shorts yeah that was my thing in it so I don't really do the cold I I can't understand it the shorts all of it man shorts in the cold right yeah um and I'd stand at the back of the field right with the other poor Mm, people who mm. didn't want to play uh rugby and I'd I'd rub my knees in the dirt so that the teacher didn't come up to me and tell me to do something. <laughs> That's genius. That is genius. I like yeah, that. it was like good. It. Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I didn't do any physical stuff at school. I was like, you know, completely out of touch with my body. Um, nothing mm. physical interested me. And then um, a friend of mine took me to a dance class when I was doing my nurse training. And I only went because she wanted to go and she needed someone to go with. Mm-hmm. 
um and she never went back but i kind of got hooked um mm. so after my dance training i uh, went off and did a sorry after my nurse training i went off and did a dance training and i went to live in holland and i lived there okay. for about yeah lived there for about seven and what and age was this? years what so then i would have been like 23 24 Wow. Hey, man, I'm 22 now and I, I've probably been out of the UK probably a couple of times and that's going back to back to Jamaica, man. That's impressive, especially back then as well. Wow. Carry on, yeah. sorry. I'm just <laughs> in your story. So, um, yeah, like I left the country. I moved countries, which was kind of mm. like, you know, it's kind of like a big decision. But somehow at that mm. point, it was like, I just want to do this thing. And moving countries was, you know, just had to be done. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember I rocked up. Uh, I had to go to Holland for an audition. So I went there for mm. a weekend and I, um, it's a long story, but basically I had someone to stay with. And then I did the audition, I got accepted. I was like, whoa, I guess I'm going to Holland. Um, and then um, I rocked up to Holland, like for the start of the university year, I had nowhere mm. to live. I literally turned oh. up with nowhere to okay. live. Okay, okay. So. Well, I mean, life's all about experience, isn't it? So I do love the right. fact that you kind of did it, but now, yeah, yeah. As I think about that now, I'm like, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And um, yeah, so I spent about, about seven and a half years in total in Holland and uh, uh, was dancing and choreographing, making a lot of dance and stuff. Loved, loved living in Holland, a really great country. And then um, I kind of like lost my way a bit. I was like, this isn't quite for me. So to get to make it big in the dance world, you kind of have to have like a lot of persistence, but also a strong like self-belief and you have yeah. to have talent. You've got to have talent in what you're doing. You know, and the reality is I just wasn't very good at it. It wasn't my thing really. It mm. <laughs> must so have been I, hard though, especially if like it was yeah. on them kind of things that you really have a passion yeah. for. Yeah, man. That's kind of a, that's like a tough call to like kind of come to your senses and stop deluding mm. yourself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there was a period of time when I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing with life. And I guess like by that time, I must have been like 30 something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, uh, I think um, I like bought a house here in England. I was always really worked really hard. So a lot of my friends that were in university were like kind of, you know, oh, we're off going skiing for the holidays. <laughs> and I was like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going oh, back God, to England to work. Man. Yeah, right? I was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been on one of those like um, school trips or anything like that. I always, always wish for it, wish for it. But, yeah. you know, it's a blessing to curse that thing, isn't it? You, you yeah. learn, you, you take different things from wherever you are. But yeah, yeah. so I, I had to like work hard. I had to pay my way and stuff. Um, I like lived in a squat for a while because it's like mm. I didn't have money for rent and stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I, I, I'd kind of saved some money up here in Bristol. I still had a strong connection to Bristol and I bought a house and stuff. So um, um, yeah, that had happened already. And then um, I met my husband. He wasn't my husband then, of course, but I met my husband in Holland. He's a choreographer. So that was the connection. Oh, cool. Okay. And he li yeah, he lives in New, he lived at that time in New York. So um, oh. yeah. So he was uh, trained at uh, um, uh, quite a famous uh, institution called Juilliard. So that's where he went and he was living in New York. Um, Same rings and, the bell, just a slight yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I didn't know what I was doing with my life and it was like a new relationship. Mm. And I was like, you know, mm. am I allowed to swear on here? I was about to swear, sorry. 
Uh, be as free as you want, man. Be as free as you want. It's all about just, it's just a conversation, isn't it? So just whatever feels natural to you, bro. I was like, oh gosh, or in other words, fuck it. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, would you like to just get a couple of them out right now? <laughs> right, yeah, sorry. You can bleep that out, yeah. I was like, you know, what, uh, what do I have to lose? I'm just gonna like follow this guy and go to New York. Mm. And ended up mm. living in New York. Uh, which wasn't on my, it wasn't my plan, you know, it wasn't like on the plan. It was just like, I ended up there and I kind of knew I wanted to be in a bigger city. Maybe I kind of was like craving mm. a bit of city life or something. And mm. then I ended up in one of the like, you know, kind of not the biggest cities. It's not really, it's not the biggest city at all, particularly, but one of the most kind of well-known cities in the world. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And that's when I started um, getting more into yoga. I'd already been into yoga and stuff, but I started teaching it in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because this so, is one of the things I really wanted to get into as well. You, you do do some very interesting things. But yeah, please do carry on. I keep on interrupting your story, man. Got my England. This is my England cup today. I don't know why I've got the England one. Oh, smashed it. I think I should have gotten a, I should have got a cup of tea. Oh, right. I, I can message my brother to get me one. Yeah, oh, right. Man, I can't stop drinking it. I can't stop drinking it. It's, and maybe this, maybe I'm just pulling at strings here, but since I got my British pass, it's like tea tastes better. <laughs> tastes better, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. Hey, so hey, hey. Please <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do carry on. Please carry on. We can do a whole podcast on tea, I can tell you. Um, yeah, so anyway, oh, so. man. Well, <laughs> don't get me started. So I ended up in New York and teaching yoga in New York, which is kind mm. of really interesting because uh, New mm. Yorkers are kind of like, pretty full-on they're like really goal-oriented and they're like you know kind of the best that they can possibly be um and yoga is kind of a little bit not quite like that it's not yoga is not particularly (laughs) you know about being the the best you can be or kind of being better than everybody else it's about kind of accepting yourself a little bit yeah yeah so there's a lot of ego in new york yeah yeah right sounds almost been quite a sight to see to like types of people I'm, I've been yeah. obsessed with America for the longest while like in terms of obviously basketball and then any pretty much most of my tv or movies I watch tend to be from America so yeah. like I used to be obsessed with it but like when you really kind of break down the psyche of the typical American it is it's, it's an interesting place to be it's an interesting well, place to be of course, I don't. The trouble is, I mean, a, a typical Americans are generalization, of course, but in America, there's quite a split population. Mm. I mean, l- look at mean? the re- well, look at the recent elections. Like the election was kind of pretty much split down the middle, yeah. So the the views yeah, of yeah. people are quite different, and the the kind mm. of bit in the middle has quite a different view than the bits on the outside. So yeah, um, and there's yes. loads of little like almost factions dotted in between all of this. This is yeah. like everyone's got their opinion, and they're just either a hundred percent in it or nothing really. Yeah. Fair dues, fair enough. It seems like the kind of thing you have to do to survive over there, really. But there you go. Yeah, it's not Europe. Um, <laughs> anywho, so I, I was in uh, I was in New York for about five years or so, um, and uh, you know it sounds really glamorous. Like the, uh, one of the studios I worked in was like based in Soho, and I'd be like in Soho and with my sunglasses on and my like coffee walking down the street. You know, I was. Oh like, God, <laughs> I can imagine it. <laughs> It's like, this is the life, right? Um, and then at the, another studio I worked in was the Upper West Side, which is quite an affluent area, a reasonably affluent mm. area, you know. So, it, you know, it was kind of, in some senses, it was kind of just craziness. Um, mm. But I was earning like peanuts. I was earning yeah. peanuts. 
So well, that's the thing. It seems like that's the way over there, isn't it? Everything well, it's the way for some people, and then for some other people, that's a, it's quite a different story. So you oh. know, I'd have like clients rock up for private yoga sessions. Their driver would wait downstairs, or they'd be like, you know, kind of in the film industry or in the mm. you know kind of. So you know, people had a lot of money also there. So you were kind of a little bit rubbed up against that kind of you know. Yeah. I was kind of pretty poor, so. And one of the reasons we decided to move back here was partly visa issues and stuff. Partly we wanted to get married. And at that point you couldn't get married over there as a same sex couple. And partly, oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And partly for like just financial reasons, like I had a better earning potential over here. So we kind mm. of came back to England or Adam came here and uh, we set up home here and we've been back here for about 10 or 12 years. So now um, I do a bit of nursing still. Um, I um, do a bit of yoga still. And mm. also I have uh, uh, retrained as a, a therapist. So I'm a trauma therapist as well. So I have a few yeah. different hats on. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. So wow. There's a, the short version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I know we, we talked a little bit um, beforehand anyways. And I mean, I think from when the first time that we actually kind of met, I mean, Maybe we should give a little bit of context in terms of um, how we kind of met, because I think that's a very interesting scenario, and I think a lot of other people may even be in similar kind of positions or feel a similar kind of thing. Um, that is, if you don't mind, at least, if that's all cool. Well, we, we met in a situation where you were seeking help, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. kind of curious to see, though, what, like, kind of, so I'll go through, like, my perspective of what I feel like kind of happened in Mario. So... <clears throat> Again, giving context to the viewers at home, uh, it was kind of a situation where I was kind of branching out and stepping into my own, doing things that my mom maybe didn't didn't what didn't expect me to do, if you know what I mean. And I think from my point of view, it very much seemed like my mom was very worried about where I was going, and that because that communication wasn't really there too too much. Um, and then from that, it kind of escalated into something where she took it in a way where maybe there was something like I was going crazy or something like that. Um, and then I got referred to Ashley. Um, <laughs> well, there was a couple little bits in between, but I got referred to A few to steps, Ashley. but details, yeah. There we go, right? So in my head, I kind of looked at the whole scenario as a bit of um, kind of a misunderstanding type thing. But from your perspective, I know you're not able to go completely ins and outs of everything, but from your perspective, how did you kind of see it from when you first kind of heard everything about what was going on from individual bits from people compared to where I'm at now, to what, well, to where we ended up, if that makes sense. Uh, you seem like the same person. I think there was a bit of miscommunication. Yeah, okay, all right. I'd, maybe maybe that was just for me. I just need to kind of like hear that, if you know what I mean. I know you talked <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah, man, I do think it's, it's, especially in this time of Corona and that kind of thing, and everybody's stuck in the house with their families and you know yeah. uh, relatives friends all this kind of thing it's I think people are always being forced to look at each other mm. in maybe ways that they never really realized before and yeah. I think it man it can it can really catch you and when it comes to especially parents there's like this weird kind of almost like they feel like they're trying to protect you and it's again misunderstanding type thing but the point I'm trying to get to anyways is um it's a hard time at the moment and especially when it comes to communicating it can be hard even when it should be easy that kind of thing and I'm sure there's a lot of other people struggling with similar things do you have like tips or that kind of thing or advice that you might give um 
in situations like these that we're in at the moment. So I think you're kind of talking about kind of feeling a little bit kind of trapped with people and not having. Yeah. 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 So I kind of feel like we're all suffering with that, really. And I think actually I so I have some friends who have like younger kids, like young kids, and mm. they're having to like homeschool them and stuff, you know, like. Yeah. So there's kind of like a lot, a lot of stuff in the newspapers about like parents struggling, struggling. Yeah. yeah. Because they're not teachers. Well, they might be, yeah. but you know, it's, they're they're trying to do their jobs or earn their income and school their kids at the same time. So, um, I think it's kind of like, and I think the usual channels that we use to kind of like blow off our steam or to just kind of even just balance things out. So, mm-hmm. what's happening now is because there's not a lot of stuff going on. There's not a lot of stimulation or engagement with with other people. Mm-hmm things that would normally be manageable just feel like a lot bigger because there's not other stuff to kind of balance it out. Yeah, um, yeah. And if you're stuck at home with the same people or the same person for a while, it's like, you know, all those traits that were so adorable. <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think part of the problem is the fact that we don't have like a, a balance in our life. We're not out like chatting with our mates or seeing people or doing sports or going out for a drink or whatever it is we were doing. Um, so that kind of balance is really like shot, shot away. And also we don't know, we're like, when's it gonna go back to normal? Yeah, this is not- And of thing. course it ain't oh, gonna great. go back. It ain't gonna go back to normal. It's gonna be a different world out there, but um, but when when are we going to be able to return to some of those other things that we did? And we don't know. We just don't know. Um, and I think that's really difficult for people in general, because if you think of kids, like if the kid's like having a meltdown or doesn't know what's happening, the parent will generally jump in and say, calm down. It's going to be fine. Here's what's happening. So they do this thing where they kind of contain it. They're like, here's the edges of mm. it. And we know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. But at the moment, we're all like a bunch of kids running around and there's no containment because we don't know <laughs> what we're dealing with. The mm. government's like trying their best or whatever, you know, we, when's it going to end? So that's yeah. quite disconcerting for us, I think, as people that we're up against something that's so unknown. Yeah. 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 No, I, I was talking to my friend about it literally the other day, about like in terms of I was looking at my little brother. I see he, he's there now doing basically trying to attend school online and like, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's nice and it's good that this, that the education system is still trying to move. But at the same time, when you really look at it on like a long-term perspective type thing, this will affect a lot of, well, a lot of a whole generation, if anything, yeah. or yeah. two. And it's, I don't know, man, it's a, it's a strange thing. Could you look around? I mean, personally, I, if I walk around against testing that kind of thing, other than people having on masks, it's, it's trying to match up what you're being told to what you're seeing every single day. And obviously if you don't have people that are directly affected by things like Corona or whatever, then I don't know, it's, it's hard to feel like it's actually happening, if you know what I mean, does that make sense? I think, yeah, and I think a, I think a lot of people feel that way, don't they? That they, they're kind of, is it actually happening? But, um, and of course, th- then we could get into a whole debate about media and what we believe in the media and all that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not go there, maybe. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> tried to keep the the in terms of like um, news and like politics that kind of thing. I tried to stay away from them. They're things that will continuously keep happening, and it's kind of just you know keep your keep your ears up to them, but yeah. let it run your life type yeah. thing. And so it won't bring that into this space here. Um, <laughs> but no, you were talking about meditation and yoga earlier on. Um, I've really, really 
I've sent you a couple of messages actually. I've really been interested in this kind of thing as of late. Um, I think obviously the whole world going to this like worldwide awakening type yeah. situation. Um, yeah. First, I'd like to kind of see what what yoga is to you. I kind of want to understand what yoga is to you because obviously everyone has their opinions and yeah. perspective on different things. But to you, what is yoga? So I think yoga for a lot of people is like the first thing that comes into their mind is like some really bendy woman in leggings doing some cool poses. <laughs> <laughs> That's often what comes into people's yeah, minds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because yeah. yoga is kind of populated by kind of about 70 to 80% of, um, of women actually. Um, so it's, you know, it's mm. kind of traditionally been like that in the West um, and uh, so there's a lot of like postures basically or people doing cool yoga poses and if you look at Instagram it's just completely full of that of course um, but yoga is kind of yeah. actually I've, I mean, I've seen your Instagram and, <laughs> and of course I'm it, guilty it's, it's of that yeah. I think to see that the human body can <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah carry and on, nobody, nobody's going to be interested in looking at pictures of me with my eyes shut every post right I'm meditating <laughs> it's like doesn't make interesting visuals um but so, yeah, so a lot of people think of yoga as being like, you know, um, a physical practice, which, of course, part of it is. Um, but if we go way back, um, mm. the yoga wasn't a physical practice at all. It was kind of about kind of joining yourself with a higher consciousness. So it does have some kind of um, uh, more religious background, actually. So mm. uh, a background in uh, Hinduism, a, back, a background also in Buddhism. There's a, um, a theory to think that it's quite heavily influenced by Buddhism, actually. Yeah. Jainism those kind of things. So we're talking about kind of India, the kind of north part of India, up into Tibet, that kind of area. But it's, you know, some thousands of years old, connected with some religious kind of beliefs as well, but became more about a way of kind of like living your life. And part of that was about mm. how to um, how to live your life kind of well, so how to treat other people, how to treat yourself and stuff. So there were kind of like ethical um, disciplines, uh, for example, about how we treat ourselves and others. Um, and then it also became about um, connecting with some kind of higher consciousness, higher purpose stuff. Yeah. Um, so freeing the, uh, the system, as it were, to be more connected with um, other things, like um, connected first with yourself, but connected also with kind of other people or, or the, the world, the universe, the consciousness, etc. And in order to do yeah, to, yeah. to do that connecting thing, then there were certain practices that you did in order to kind of free up the system, as it were. So um, if the system's like jammed up, it won't kind of be able to be like a conduit very well. Uh, stuff won't be able to pass through it very well. So one of the things that they did was they did lots of breathing practices to get the energy kind of flowing. They also did lots of inner cleansing practices like um, uh, cleansing the nose with water. They call this uh, neti, um, uh, cleansing okay. the I also we're talking about drinking some tea or something. <laughs> no, they do this thing where, they, where you put water up one nostril and down the other nostril to clean the nostrils out. Some people do this in the West okay. if they get like hay fever, yeah? They do that works really well for for some people who get hay fever. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like and a then there nose was, bidet thing. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. nose nose bidet. That's a really good image. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then there were all these other things like kind of you know swallowing kind of like um, stuff to cleanse your like um, inside, cleanse your gut and stuff. It kind of went kind of far out. Mm -hmm. So there was some breathing practices, some cleansing practices, and then there was also a, a kind of practice about kind of ready, steadying, readying the mind 
Um, and that's really where the kind of meditation part comes in. Um, okay. And the mind is kind of like one of the most powerful parts of us because the mind kind of just is like constantly going away. One thought after the other, after the other, after the other. Yeah. Yeah. And generally that's not so really I, a problem. I mean... No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, please go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say generally. Oh, no, it's like. Uh, there is it's a, a big delay. delay. It's a delay. Sorry. Yeah. No. You go ahead. Go ahead, mate. I was just going to say that generally, um, thoughts going through people's heads is not particularly a problem. Where we can think, we're we're thinking beings, uh, but sometimes those thoughts can be quite problematic. And mm-hmm. maybe especially, yeah. you know, when we have too much time to think to ourselves, like now we may have too much time. Sometimes we can start to get a little bit stuck on the kind of negative stuff. And in mm. a way, that's like our biology. Our biology is to focus on the negative stuff because what we're looking for as animals is to look for danger. Where is the next dangerous thing going to happen? Mm. And what do I do to like, like make sure it's going to be all right? We're pre-programmed to focus on dangerous, bad stuff. It's just in our biology. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but as, as kind of humans evolving now, more, more cognitive thinking humans, we're kind of like, we get really busy on thinking about all the negative shit, basically. <laughs> Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's almost like second nature. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yoga can be really helpful because it kind of can help train you a little bit to kind of um, mm. uh, train your mind a bit to uh, still the mind to uh, not necessarily stop the negative thoughts, but be able to take a bit more perspective on them. And for those thoughts, feelings, emotions, whatever, to not have such a strong influence on you. Uh, so is, so is there a, distinct difference between yoga and meditation or is yoga just a form of meditation so that makes sense yoga is kind of like a bit of an overarching thing and underneath it you might think there's like doing postures or whatever doing like physical activity they might be doing some cleansing stuff they might be doing some breathing stuff we call that pranayama in yoga and they may be doing some kind of meditation stuff okay so it's like a whole kind of like process type thing yeah yeah Okay, you, and you teach yoga, right? I do, yeah. <laughs> okay, so then what, I mean, I'm assuming this is like the same kind of like going through these kind of steps is what like a class would entail or is it like, I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll go into this a little bit further on anyways, but I mean, just so gem- generally classes, uh, classes in the West or uh, yoga classes are generally focused on kind of like postures. So you might do a yoga class and you'll do like sun salutations and standing postures and stuff. So more physically based. But there's probably also going to be on an, an emphasis on becoming a little bit more aware, or we could call that mindful of not only the body, but also what's happening with the breathing, how's your breathing going, and what's happening in your mind. So you're kind of trying to encompass those things all at once. And in yoga, you might come to that through doing postures like yoga class, or you might come mm-hmm. to that through doing meditation class, or you might come through that to that through doing like a breathing class, for example. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure there's loads of other people similar to me that have been I've gradually like gaining more and more interest into uh, well not just yoga or not just meditation but the understanding of everything yeah. <laughs> kind of um but like 
a lot of the time I, I was literally just like typing on online like how to meditate or how to that kind of thing and I think I may have grew up with you already or maybe been one of my friends I was talking to about like the fact that even like even if I was to read it off of a sheet in front of me or watch a YouTube video it's hard for me to understand when I'm in that point of like am I actually meditating if you know what I mean because I know that there's like different stages there's like I think something like theta is like the the highest one or something like that there's different like frequencies that you tune into at different stages of meditation Ooh, frequencies ah, frequencies (laughs) oh bro bro honestly I've been getting so lost in all of this right now and it's one of the reasons I've been really excited to come and chat so so I guess uh, we can so there's a lot of different um uh like meditation if we want to use that blanket term can kind of come has a lot of different influences comes from a lot of different places um Mm. and um a lot of different geographical places in the world and times in the world so um that can get a bit complicated because each kind of um uh system will call call it by different names a little bit and there can be a little bit of confusion is is mindfulness meditation or right um, yeah yeah so we can break it down a little bit um and uh, we can think of meditation as um, sometimes people think it's like clearing your mind of nothing. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, good luck on that. Yeah, because <laughs> I know my mind's all over the place anyways. I'm constantly busy thinking of doing yeah, something else. Yeah. And you, you do get some kind of, because I've used Headspace. Um, I don't know how yeah. you feel about Headspace, but I've used so, that in like, yeah. But yeah so if you're, using an, if you're using an app, your mind isn't empty because you're listening. So this is this is this is my thought process. Like this, I mean, I understand like concentrating on concentrating on what they're saying in your ears. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, so how would you say to know when you're in a meditative state? Okay, okay. So, uh, in my experience, yeah. So, if you think of meditation, sometimes sometimes people have the idea that meditation is to be like without thought or kind of like completely still and kind of yeah. like completely serene. Um, a lot in of the people, air and all that yeah yeah and you know I'm not saying that that's not possible but for the regular Joe Schmo on the street like who doesn't have six hours a day to practice in their Buddhist monastery where all mm. they have to worry about is like cooking their dinner yeah the rest of us mere mortals have to like earn a living and look after our kids mm-hmm. or whatever it is we're doing mm-hmm. um, so the practice of attaining that is maybe a little bit beyond a lot of us yeah so we can mm. we can kind of bring it down a step or two and think um, uh, think the other way. So first thing for most people is just becoming aware of what's happening right now, right this second. So, so we're talking like noises, like feelings. Yeah. What are we talking? Yeah. Okay. So you've already t- talked about two clear things. One is the external environment. What can you see? What can you touch? What can you hear? What can you smell? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So just noticing that, oh, I can see this, I can touch this, blah, blah, blah. The other thing is your internal environment. So what's inside Mm. of you? What's the internal experience? What am I sensing inside of myself? Am I feeling something? Do I have some emotion maybe? Do I have some thought in my head? All of these things, yeah? So this might be considered first step. (laughs) Okay. All right. Just got the first one out of the way. Okay. Yeah. And then it's not that you're having to push your thoughts away or push your emotions away it's just that you're taking a second just to like go oh god like what is happening right now 
I'm thinking about this, I'm feeling that, I'm noticing this in my body. This is the, the act of noticing things because generally we're too busy to like notice that stuff, yeah? Yeah. What this does is two things. One, it stops us for a second, physically stops us because we have to stop and like actually take note, yeah? The second yeah. thing it does is it allows us to connect with the part of ourselves which is aware of what's going on. The part of ourselves which is like, observing what's going on there's always a part that is okay. like tracking it's like if our if our life was like a movie playing out yeah. part of yeah. us our part of us is watching that movie is aware of the movie okay that's that's a good analogy that's a good analogy yeah. i catch you i catch you yeah, yeah yeah most of the time we're not aware that we're we're aware of what's going on we're just in it mm. doing it yeah 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 okay but if i if i say to you now can you feel your feet? How quick was it? Like, instant. Almost like, that was, yeah. <laughs> You're suddenly okay, like, oh I yeah, my feet yeah, are there, yeah. right? So part of it is like, I have a, there's my feet, I can feel them, but part of it is realizing you're actually feeling your feet. Oh, I, I can feel my feet. There's some part of me that's noticing my feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got a little bit of a chill going through my body a little bit. So it, it really is all them kind of things, man. Because I, as I get into more into not only meditation and therapy, but like as you start to understand or try to kind of like dig into the greater kind of world of it, if you know what I mean. You start looking at things like, for example, um supernatural occurrences and like it changes you have to change your thinking and not just be so closed off to the idea of anything but more be open to the idea of everything if that makes sense mm -hmm. i mean just a of curiosity do you believe in ghosts i know it got a bit went a bit random but do you believe it's, in ghosts like a major a major segue this one uh yeah yeah we'll I, come back we'll I, come back do i believe in ghosts i mean have you had well, any experiences like personal experiences oh yeah. Bro, this is all about stories, right? We are literally just a cumulative experience that we live. So, and I, I, I like so this true. because it's almost like a, it's almost like a pathway for anybody to learn about anybody, whether you know them or not. And each story you can take different things from. I want to hear some of these stories, bro. Some of these <laughs> ghost stories. <laughs> I might have to turn off the light or something, turn it down a little bit. Um, so like, we won't go too far off in it, but like, what's like one of the craziest experiences that you've had to be like, ooh. So um, not that I'm not advising anyone to do this, but um, I did a very long time ago do a Ouija. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> How old were you at the time? I was about 18 or 19. Okay, I let you off. I let you off, but still, that's oh, oh. Right? Carry on. <laughs> I was the youngest person there and there was maybe five or six other people there. And it was one of those like, you know, it was a drunken night. It was... <laughs> a drunken night there'd been a lock-in in a pub and it was like 1am in the morning or something you know um and um yeah, I've not stayed up to 1am for a very long time by the way <laughs> and um we went back to uh to a place and then they decided to do this um this Ouija so they set up like it was a big table and they put um uh like letters around just torn up bits of paper with letters and numbers around and an upturned okay. uh glass on the in the middle of the table and there was about six or eight of us I can't remember I was the youngest one there um and then so we in the had... first place it's not even a proper Ouija board it's like a bootleg just put together type thing yeah to yeah totally like yeah bootleg oh okay 
And so we all had our <laughs> fingers on the glass and, uh, and then somebody was asking questions. And um, of course, nothing happens for a little bit and whatnot. Um, but I kind of sobered up real quick because that glass started moving. So there's about eight people's fingers on the glass and it starts moving. So instantly my mind is going like, how, who's pushing? Which, yeah. people are, which people have decided to push in the same direction at the same time? Like I was trying to figure out how, how, because yeah, yeah. I wasn't pushing, I wasn't in on it. I just, yeah. it, you know, so, and the table was quite big. So eventually I'm having to reach across the table to keep my fingers on the glass. Yeah. And we go along a little bit and it seems to be spelling out some stuff. Somebody's like got a pen and they're writing it down and people got a bit edgy. So most people pulled their fingers off. They were like, not doing this. Eventually there was two of us, me and some other person with our fingers on the glass. And the glass was moving so fast around the table that I could barely keep my fingers on it. <laughs> You're joking. Oh, what? I'm not joking. What? Yeah. And it was just like yeah. one of those experiences in my life that I cannot explain. Mm. And you're having to like go back and like, obviously the longer time goes on, looking back on the memory, you're like, Oh yeah, that that's safe to say. You believe that there's something going on. Fair enough. Who knows? I can't explain it, man. I think the, the worst experience I would have had is um. So uh, my parents own a pub. Um, it used to be uh -huh. open. Now it's just closed down and turned into our house, right? But um, on the weekends, well, back when I was in school, because we didn't have school on the weekends, we'd help them clean up in the morning. Now you can imagine a pub on a weekend night cleaning this place up. Absolutely grim, mate. No, no, no. You don't even understand. Stand, bro. I remember, I remember cleaning up some of the girls' toilets at times. I'm talking about projectile <laughs> shit across the side of the wall. What? Bro, these... <sighs> I won't even get okay. started. So I'm going to go into a dark place. Anyway, story time. I'm going. I'm sweeping up the back of the, the back of the pub. I'm on my own. Everybody else has finished their job. This time I must have been maybe like 14, 15, maybe. So it's still reasonably young type of thing. Like child abuse. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Realistically. Hey, I'm helping our family in that. Now, sweeping up a little bit down the back, there's like a bit of a long hallway type thing. At the end of the hallway, there was uh, the girls' toilet. So, minding my own business, sweeping up. But as I start sweeping and getting further along, you know, you just get that feeling like there's someone staring into your soul or something like that. I'm like, okay, cool, CC. Because this is an old pub. So, I know that there's like ghosts and that kind of stuff. People say all that there's ghosts, that kind of thing. So I'm like, flip, see, see the ghost, it's fine. Just keep doing your thing. Just keep doing your thing. As I keep sweeping, I got to a point now, and just from the top of my eye line, I could see like shoes, like feet almost. And I was like, hold on, am I bugging up right now? So I started kind of looking down. I started looking, walking backwards. <laughs> I didn't look up or anything like that, but you still had that feeling of like someone looking like at you, at you. So as I got up to like kind of turn and run back up to the other side, to be like, yo, guys, I found a ghost. I found a ghost. And I got to turn up and run. I see like a corner of my eye, like a gown type thing. It was like old school. Like, you know when like um, in the olden days, like Victorian era, when people would sleep in those nightgowns? Like one of them kind of things, right? And I was like, because I only saw it from a glimpse of my eye. And I was like, look, everyone knows I was crazy. And I was like, look, it must have been nothing. Must have been like a month later now, a month later. My mom makes loads of these bottles of like wine type things called sorrel. Now, each of my family, they're cleaning up around the house three different people that were completely separate so that they felt like there was someone in the house. And then someone may have left open the door and someone just walked through the house. All three people end up meeting up, going towards the kitchen because they said that they thought that they, thought they saw somebody uh, moving towards the kitchen. 
as everyone meets up, all you hear is <laughs> all of the bottles of sorrel just start spraying everywhere, exploding, exploding, exploding. There must have been like five bottles left. By that point there, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, well, I don't know what you can think about that, but there you go, that's what my guess. What can you think about it? Yeah. Right, right. It, it really comes from this point, so you have to just be like, well. And I, <laughs> and I think sometimes I think we try, like, we try, we try so hard to like kind of make sense of things and like understand things. We're mm. like, we have to fit it in. Like, so it's like, oh, that's what that is. And I'm going to fit it into everything else I know. The story's mm. going to make sense. And I think because we are with that's by nature again like what we are we need to make sense of things make a story of things and yeah. I, I think if you can kind of let go of that sometimes and go okay this was like a really interesting experience really unusual experience but actually that's all it is and i'm still i'm still here <laughs> and there yeah, was this yeah, weird yeah. experience yeah and i think for for a lot of us we get kind of a, a bit too attached to like you know weird experiences or weird feelings or weird thoughts we get so over attached to that shit that mm. we kind of leave we kind of forget where we are we're still yeah. here um, yeah it, it almost feels like it's a it's almost like the curse of humanity that, that, that thirst for knowledge or always wanting to know or thirst, thirst know. for understanding yeah yeah exactly That's it's it. kind yeah, of yeah. that can really screw us up sometimes and sometimes we just need to let it go and go well this doesn't make sense and actually that's okay uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's hard. It's hard. I do get it. I do get it, especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a so, bit of an interesting little story. Sorry, I'm sorry. That sorry. was a bit of a segue, yeah. So look, back to meditation. Yeah, yeah, this is what I was coming to. <laughs> so meditation, like, you can think of it as, like, sitting there and emptying your mind, yeah? Pretty hard to do. Uh, or yeah. you can come to it the other way and be a bit more mindful, like, noticing what's happening in the present moment, yeah? So okay. that was the two two distinctions we could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, I said to you about your feet, like, and I, I say it again. I felt my feet as soon as I said it, yeah. So your consciousness, your awareness, is kind of instantaneous, and you can choose where to direct your attention. Mm. So a little bit like um, it's a little bit like if you have a stage, your life is a stage show, <laughs> and you have yeah. like a, a follow spot spotlight. And at one point in your life, it's over here, and so and so singing a song. Another point, it's over there. This is happening. So if you think okay. of your like your attention, like how much attention you have to give to something, it's 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 not it's not infinite. It's just like yeah, this yeah. much, yeah. And sometimes yeah. you can expand that a little bit. And so that's what you're doing is by being mindful is you're noticing where your attention is. What am I noticing right now? Mm. And it's mm. almost that kind of like practice of like focusing the attention and then maybe expanding the attention, which you might want to call meditation yeah, yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah. I think that another part of it, right, is so as, as humans, I suppose, we're, we're visual beings, right? So whatever we see allows we're able to make sense of but like when it comes to a point where I feel where I'm trying to meditate and then you know you've you got your eyes closed and that kind of thing is I, I don't know whether I'm supposed to be looking for something or seeing something or like for example if I see if I feel like I may may see something I don't know do how do I explain this it's like what's the question I'm trying to ask so if you've got like, your do you eyes see things? do you see things when you're meditating yeah is that what you're asking yeah yeah so yeah. if you've got your eyes shut inevitably 
you'll have some other experience. So you, so if I shut my eyes now, I won't see you anymore. But if I yeah. do shut my eyes, I can probably remember what you look like. And that image will be inside my head. I generate that myself. Hmm. Okay. I don't know, to me, it always feels like, like there's something, I don't know. I've never really had direction when it comes to meditation, that kind of thing. I think that's probably a, a major part of it. To me, it kind of seems like, you know, like martial arts, you can try to learn martial arts on your own, but to have yeah. a teacher there to kind of guide you through the steps of it, it's a different kind of process. But um, Martial arts, martial arts is a good one. I've done some martial arts. Oh, right. What kind of martial arts have you done? So I did uh, Taekwondo for a little while. Okay. And I was really good at it because I had a, I could kick high because I was flexible. That's not a part of it. Because again, with basketball, um, LeBron James, I'm sure everybody knows the name of, he is known for doing yoga regularly, regularly. But um, yeah, man, that's insane. Let me go back to that real quick though. You did, which one was Taekwondo, did you say? Taekwondo, yeah. Taekwondo is like 70% kicking. Yeah. It's almost so like I was, kind of capoeira-like almost. Can't, yeah, yeah. Can't, well, mm-hmm. well, no, no. Yeah. So I was, I was really good at it. And you like practice all these little like kind of, um, I don't know what you call them now, like like little sequences or whatever um, to get yeah, your yeah. belts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, I remember going down to the Taekwondo Association place or whatever and having to be there like for your, for your belts awards or whatever. I don't know what it was. And then you'd be there and they'd line you up according to size. So there'd be like people that were that big, <laughs> like little uh, tiny tots, yeah, like you were uh, like doing. And then there was all, and then there was up to the adults and we were all on the mat all together, mm-hmm, like doing mm-hmm. your, doing your belt was kind of cute. All at the and same then, time? Yeah, well, uh, I can't remember, but yeah, whatever. Oh, You're kind yeah, of all, yeah, the, yeah. all lumped yeah, in there, all the kids yeah, yeah, yeah. together. Um, and then, um, uh, and I did, I kind of did all right and I kind of enjoyed it. And the people there were quite, you know, quite all right, quite a nice bunch of people. Mm. Uh, but um, then you had to do sparring, like fighting. And so you had like uh, gloves and um, uh, guards on your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, mouth guard, the whole nine yards, like head head stuff, yeah. And um, I was You're like- You're not tell me you were beating up little kids, right? Like setting them time. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'll fight the small one, yeah. <laughs> no, it didn't work that way. Uh, I did get to choose. Um, and then um, it was sparring's like, oh, you're still there? One second, wait, wait, wait. Can you hear me? Yeah. It seems like the meeting just muted. Is that just me? It's just you. Sorry, can you check if you're muted real quick? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you weird yeah it must have just cut out where were we sorry kicking little kids Go. no <laughs> so anyway so you had to do like sparring which is essentially fighting um which is mm. it's a martial art like what was i thinking um yeah i did i didn't like that very much <laughs> but, um, <laughs> because like Wait, how tall are you uh i'm like five ten and a half so i'm i'm average height i guess okay not massive yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to work um, out like leg range and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, but I have long legs compared to my body. So I have like, by proportion to long, I got long legs. Yeah. So that was not a problem. Yeah, but yeah. like, as soon as you like start sparring, basically it happens in 30 seconds. It's kind of over and done. And your heart rate is like through the roof because basically someone's trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. I quit, I quit Taekwondo when somebody punched me and I felt their glove like touch my nose. 
and I was like, somebody's going to break my nose, not meaning to, mm. but it's going to, and I was like, nah, not into that. Um, but the other martial art I did was Aikido. Have you ever done Aikido? Oh, no, I have not. But I knew a teacher we had back in school, Mr. Webb. He was a bit of a dickhead, but he was also kind of sound. But he was like, he was massive. He was absolutely huge. But when this guy was doing Aikido, I think he was like the highest belt you could be. I walked past like a room watching him do Aikido and he was destroying people. It's really? actually insane. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of crazy. That's kind of a really interesting form because basically you use the other person's direction and energy to kind of do the move. So, mm. um, but we did this exercise in Aikido where you had to like hold your arm out like this, kind of standing and hold your arm out. And then somebody else would come and they'd like go like that, trying to break your, like break the line of your arm yeah, yeah. like that. So you okay. can imagine if I push hard enough there, my elbow's going to bend. Yeah? <laughs> I, was trying to do it. I was trying so hard not to do it myself. Yeah, okay. So I was partnered up with this bloke who was like 25 foot tall. He was quite tall. And he would come like that and hold my arm and just go like that. And I, I can't hold it up, can I? I'm a tiny bloke. Mm. So of course my elbow would bend, yeah? Then I'd try with him and I'd go like that and I couldn't bend his elbow. And I was like, gosh, he's really strong. But the teacher was like, this isn't about mus muscles. You just have to send mm. the energy through your body, yeah? So we kept mm. like going backwards and forwards. And every time he would go like this, like my elbow would bend and I'd be like, I don't know what energy he's talking about. I have no, no mm. feeling. I don't know what he's talking about. And then I kind of like, at a certain point, I was like, fuck it. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what I'm meant to be doing. So I, f I stopped trying. And then I stood there and the bloke could not bend my arm. Another like weird experience. I was like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm obsessed with any kind of Japanese, Asian kind of culture when it comes to manga, martial arts, any of this kind of stuff. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And like, have, you been, have, you, been, uh, have you been to that side of the world? No, I cannot wait. I, as I said, I just recently got my British passport, but as I got it, Corona happened. So yeah, but there you uh, go. We were we um, were in Tokyo about uh, eighteen months ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? That must have been. It's like this was. So did you? Was this completely before Rona? I'm trying to work out time. Yeah, so it was December 2019, I think. So it was uh, just before Corona was like kicking off. Corona kicked off around February, March. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, would, yeah, we were in Tokyo and it was just like months. the most amazing experience ever. It's just an incredible place. I loved it. Man, I'm so jealous. I'm so, yeah. so, so jealous. I mean, the point I was trying to get to earlier on about the reason why I love this place, one of the reasons, but one of the things I find super, super interesting is like, how they how the east compared to the west explore the whole idea of energy and vibrations yeah. and all of this kind of stuff yeah it's that same kind of thing you, you read these stories about martial artists that could with one punch of their fists break a whole mountain that kind of thing and obviously you have story superhero stories all these kind of exaggerated things but you really kind of break it down and you're like there is something to this whole frequencies and yeah like I think there was something I was listening to about um, mind and heart, um, something about them like being connected. Like once they're the human body is just insane. It's insane. It taps into some interesting places. I don't know. I find it absolutely insane. Well, which is right. it? My Aikido experience is the interesting one because, like, like something happened 
yeah you know, I, w- I wasn't like muscling it out I didn't have the possibility against this big bloke but somehow I was able to just keep my arm straight no matter how much he tried to like bend my elbow mm. so and something happened and I was like that's really interesting because it's not just my muscles that are doing that yeah I mean I remember in school like we used to this thing where if you tried to um pick someone up from underneath their arm yeah you yeah. held their elbows you like, don't you push down first is that what it is I think I can't so, remember yeah. it fully but again it's one of them kind of things where it's like you didn't even have to put any effort into it but yeah. it's literally impossible well I, but one thing that I did find quite interesting while you were talking about it just then you were saying how when you were younger it was like you tried to avoid sports and any kind of athletic kind of side when you were younger but interestingly enough as you got older it seems to be something that you were drawn to however yeah. maybe not so much a contact side of it well and th- you know uh taekwondo is pretty contact it's pretty full-on contact so i tried it out but um yeah i don't know i think what trouble is is we're like such like we're society wants us to be such kind of cognitively successful people you know like um and i think one of the things about yoga or even meditation is what you're trying to do is not connect with your mind only but the whole thing the whole thing mm. and in the west mm. what we what we like to do in the west is to break things down into components or parts that we can then analyze and understand so we're like oh you have a brain up there we'll we'll study that oh you have a nervous system mm. oh you have a breathing system oh you have muscles and bones this is how it's broken down in the west for study this is how we learn in the west Whereas, of course, in the East or traditional Chinese medicine, for example, would talk about kind of energy channels or flows of energy mm. and would look, look at things in different ways. Um, so I think being connected a little bit more with the body is kind of having more of the systems online at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, 100%, 100%. There was something I was looking at the other day as well, which it seems so much to me that like a lot of... Um, the West or breakthroughs about the human body or what we know about the human body, that kind of thing. All these breakthroughs that are happening now seems to be things that have been almost either documented or discovered or known about, especially in the East, way long before. Apparently there was something I was reading that there's an organ that's very similar to your brain, literally at your navel, which is this very similar kind of thing to when they talk about things like key and you have your like chakra points and that kind of thing as well. And you really start to be like, okay, so these guys are just rediscovering what a lot of traditional things they've already discovered. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like having new technologies that we can then look at things in a different way. Um, I don't think... I don't think it has to be a case of either one thing, you believe in this thing or that thing. I think it's more mm. of a case of like looking and kind of make kind of what makes sense to me. How do I, what makes sense to me? How do I feel it in my, myself? So I think that's more important really. Um, and again, it's about us being forced to like have a correct understanding or have a correct story about things. And actually, no, just have your own understanding have your that's own it. viewpoint on things yeah that's and that's it. okay yeah know that first yeah that was that was honestly because I, I that's a that's at the crux of a lot of things that i'm trying to do at the moment um especially with the podcast as well i like to have guests on that can share this same kind of message i don't want people i know that people have their beliefs and that kind of thing but i don't sure. want people to just be stuck in just one kind of belief especially in this day and age it's either you you're like have this almost zealot-like zealot focus where you just keep on following the same kind of thing 
and who knows where that ends up but if if everybody if the whole world could get to a point of almost i don't know if this makes sense not believing in anything but at the same time believing in everything does that make sense been yeah. open to everything maybe yes maybe yes. That's yeah. yeah that's the word i'm trying to get to yeah, yeah like being open to everything rather than so quickly or easily wanting to just stick into one thing. Oh, I'm just a Christian. I'm a Christian. You can't be this, this, this. I'm just a whatever, that kind of thing. But I do think it's something that's, 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 um, it is an awakening type thing. And it's something that is happening more and more. And I'm, I'm really happy to see it personally. Um, so yeah, I, that was, that was a bit of a tangent and I'm trying to remember which places that we're at. Um, traveling. You've been traveling. A couple of different places. I think you've only told me about like one or two of them. Uh, so uh, I miss traveling. I miss it a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, going to Tokyo was the first time I've really traveled to the east, uh, the far east. Okay. Um, so my half brother lives there actually. Um, uh, so not that we went there particularly for that reason. I hope he's not listening. Um, uh, <laughs> if he is, hi. <laughs> cut that bit out, yeah. Um, but he's there also. Uh, and so um, there was kind of some, you know, him and his partner met us and there was, he was like, you know, showed us around and stuff. So we had like a bit of an in. We didn't, you know, we landed in oh. a really, a really strange culture to me. Like I'd never, you know, been there before. But we had like a couple of people to hold our hands and take us places and just like show us guide. around. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I've been to some cities in my time, uh, New York being re really loud, uh, apparently aggressive on the outside. It can seem aggressive, especially to English people that have a terribly polite sensibility. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. You know? That's something. How did you, because obviously people talk about how Americans love the accent and all this kind of stuff. They do, like, they do. Really? Oh yes. And I started, to, I really started kind of trying to ham up the accent. Um... <laughs> they loved it, they loved it, yeah. They loved oh it. Um, but I learned a few things in New York, like, you know, if you want something. Sorry, one second. It's, it's okay, Grandma. Grandma, it's okay. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Granny. Sorry, Grandma's trying to feed me. Carry on. Oh, that's so kind. What was it? Um, it was a fritter. So if I could, it's kind of like, um, what's the best way to let things compare it to? Kind of like a pancake, but it's a savory kind of snack. Yum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like my Jamaican food. I can't lie. <laughs> but like, Where in, were we, when I was in New York, like I learned how to ask mm. for things. So like, you'd go into a deli, and you like in England, we're really generally quite good at queuing up. Um, but when you go into a <laughs> when you go into a deli in New York, and you go to the back, and they're like cooking like burgers or stuff, or like making mm. sandwiches. Basically, there's no queue, and you're like, so I would stand there and I wait for somebody to turn around and say, oh, "Oh, good morning. How can I help you? What would you like?" And of course, they don't do that. They're busy oh, cooking, wow. and if you want something, you have to say, "I want like fried egg, bacon on a roll. I want it now," and then you get it. But it took me a while to figure that out. So basically, I'd stand there waiting to be asked, like, what would you like, sir? And then somebody else would come along and say, I'll have bacon, egg on a roll, please. And they get served. Oh, yeah, no, I think I'd probably get caught out by that as well. I do catch yeah. myself almost like dropping into a line. I'm like, why am I standing in this line? This isn't even a cue for what I need to be in. Yeah, it, it is like almost 
but what that taught what that taught me was is like it's okay you could it's okay to ask for what you want if that's okay Mm. yeah Mm, nobody's mm, gonna mm. guess it they're not gonna guess what i want i have to tell them um and then you know it makes sense it makes sense yeah and then in tokyo it's like the reverse completely oh yeah so i also watched this show called um terrace house which is literally kind of like a big brother but with japanese people and it's like i've heard of that yeah yeah it's it's really good really good but like the way that they what the thing that's so interesting is the way that they interact it's like they don't even hug their their family members and friends too too much it's very it's quite how to explain it because they are very emotional about emotional kind of people everything is expressive right like for example even in the in the language how they have like the way you pronounce am i like makes a difference in how everybody will kind of perceive it's Oh man, I absolutely just love the culture. Sorry, I'm just constantly rambling about the culture now. Carry on. Where were we at? You have to go. You have to go. I really, really want to, man. I did have like a job over in Korea, but obviously Corona has probably slowed that down a little bit. Um, I think Korea's Korea's pretty similar, isn't it? I've heard that they do a lot of like um, especially if you're someone that they haven't seen before, like black people. That's something I've been told yeah. about a lot. If I was ever to get somewhere like Japan or or Korea or China, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I did notice that. I must say that was one thing that I did notice in uh, Tokyo is that um, uh, uh, there's a lot of people that look quite similar. Yeah, the same haircuts. The the, same... Well, actually, hair was quite different, but we were in Tokyo, so maybe it's a bit more kind of people are kind of a bit cool. The men looked incredible. They had some like, um, of course, I'm generalizing, but some like really cool like fashion sense. But everybody is kind of more or less a certain height with more or less a dark colored hair. <laughs> And then there was like, you know, and I felt quite different, actually. I mean, you could mm. you could tell that you could tell the white folk quite easily. And then mm. occasionally I could tell a black person because like they stood out like a sore thumb. It was like quite interesting to watch the kind of yeah. it wasn't a very diverse city. Not really. Man, honestly, honestly. And I think they're like um, around with its soul and a lot of China and Japan are pretty much fine when it comes to Corona and that kind of thing now, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that they were like one of the first places to open back up. But no, it's it's just a, it is just a complete, it's like living on a different world. That's what I can imagine. I can only imagine that it's like a different world. Yeah, and it's really nice to experience that. It's really nice to experience that. And I felt yeah. it was completely safe feeling. Um, uh, yeah, I remember the first time I flew into New York, I, I changed airports because I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to have to like cross like town or something to get to where I was staying. I was too scared I was going to mm. be like shot or murdered. <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah no yeah. i mean this is the thing this is the thing like even if you know that chance are you even if you're like oh i know i'm being silly like there's certain things that get stuck in your head and especially yeah. with americans like, all this news about america this america that i'd probably be the exact same way if and I it's wanted. just some, it's just some prejudice rubbish that i've kind of like that i grew up with you know so yeah um, yeah 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 but yeah there it is Oh, now um, we're on to politi- politics and diversity. Oh, my uh, God. See, <laughs> we can't even help it. Um, that, well, I mean, like, going to the traveling part a little bit, because we're, like, almost on different sides of the whole traveling spectrum, right? Like, I've traveled a couple of times to, you know, my home country, maybe. Yeah. But um, you travel to a couple of different places. You had different experiences. And I'd like to think that we both love and have a passion for traveling, even though you've traveled and I haven't. But um, I've got a few more what, years on you. Just a couple, just a just couple. Just a couple, yeah. 
but like what what does why what's what is traveling to you like why why do you think you just can't stay away from it why do you like it so much i think i like being kind of taken out i was gonna say taken out of my comfort zone but that's not quite the right thing it's more like your familiarity and Mm. um i feel like what traveling does is it makes me look at things through slightly different eyes or to reevaluate things a little bit um i think that's one of the main things that i like about traveling one of the other things about traveling is of course you kind of are away from all of your normal responsibilities or stuff that you deal with so you're kind of in a fresh headspace in a way um and I'm really open to experiencing um I don't necessarily like going to travel and then having kind of like a sanitized experience if that makes sense so ah are you like a a backpacker type traveler uh no no no, I'm not no (laughs) 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 okay I might qualify that statement Uh, I like quite a sanitized experience I like to have a running toilet okay I know, hotel room, please. Um, but, um, you know, like some people go abroad, uh, like, you know, the Brits will go abroad to like the Costa del Sol and they'll go and have like egg and chips and ham or whatever. Like, <laughs> That's absolutely insane to me. That is absolutely baffling. Yeah. But then again, so I, people you know, I kind of like to go somewhere and kind of be a little bit like, what is it that local people do here? And can I join yeah. them, please? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Especially in terms um, of history. Have you ever been to any places that you've, that you've like found some really cool kind of like history type thing like an adventure if you know what I mean because that's what I imagine when I go traveling or if I was uh, to go traveling do you know what as you say that I think about Croatia uh, we went to Croatia um and I don't know why that comes into my head I, oh I know why that came into my head it's because um <laughs> this is really tacky uh I'm not it's very good, good. History. uh so Dubrovnik <laughs> Dubrovnik which is a uh, um a beautiful uh, like kind of um a town kind of ward fortress town right on the sea um, mm. where, they, where they filmed a lot of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. I love Game of Thrones, man. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. We did the most awesome tour around uh, Dubrovnik and the guy was there and he had like a flip book with pictures. He's like, here's the scene from the movie. Here's where we are. And now you're going to re- recreate the scene from the movie. It was so tacky, but it was really fun. <laughs> oh man, that, of course, that would be sick. Oh, I'm gonna have to, let me just write that down real quick. Yeah, Dubrovnik, <laughs> yeah. Which is probably yeah, uh, man. really... Do you know how to spell it? Dubrovnik. Do... Oh go. God, no. I think Google will help with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, man. I really want to. Cece, I have to like, I have to go. I have, a, I have, a, um, I have someone to see in a little bit. Oh crap, what time is it? I didn't even realize how long we've been we've going. We've been like, yeah, no, that's chatting away fine, for man. like ever. Yeah, pretty much an hour and a bit. Well, I mean, it's been wicked to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on the podcast uh, more times in the future. Before you go really quickly, could you just let people know um, I don't know your social medias, what you're doing at the moment? We should do a bit of your sure. yoga. Uh, so Ashley for yoga, A-S-H-L-E-Y for yoga uh, is Instagram. Um, social media and Facebook and all that rubbish. Um, yeah, details of my other pursuits there. Um, and uh, therapy is EMDR Bristol, that's for trauma therapy. Uh, and yoga is ashleyrussell.org.uk. But you can find all that stuff at ashley for yoga on Instagram. Or I'll put it all in the description below. Thank you again, bro, for having me on. Um, and uh, well, yeah, I'm just excited to see what other things we can do together in the future. But um, yeah, have a good day, boss. Great. All right. Good to see you, yeah? Yeah, take care, man. Hey, I'll speak to you soon, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm trying to end it now. Yeah, bye, man.